0: Escape from Plan A. Escape. 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 From plan A. All right. Welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A. This is, um, I think our third, uh, bonus episode. Um, so for everyone listening, thank you for being, um, a Patreon subscriber. And if you're listening to the free preview, um, to hear the rest of this podcast, um, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash planamag. Uh, and, um, you know, you can listen to us on iTunes, um, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever get your, your podcasts and check out our writing on, uh, planamag.com. Uh, and, you know, the, the funds that you give us on Patreon really go to writers and paying writers. And that's really what, uh, we're, we're going for. So, um, I'm excited to, um, be on the podcast today with, uh, the regulars, uh, Philip. How's it going there? Good. Uh, and Diana. Hey, everyone. And, uh, I'm Mark. And uh, we're here with um, an amazing new guest, uh, Min Young. How you doing? Say hello.
1: Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, great to be here. I'm excited.
0: Cool, cool. And um, would you, you know, just introduce yourself a little bit uh, to our listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I am a writer currently living in San Francisco. Um, I mostly write fiction. Um, I also uh, work in, my, in a day job um, like a lot of other writers. I'm in, in um, like a business operations function in tech. And um, I learned about Plan A through Twitter, which uh, a lot of writers are oh, very wow, active okay. in. Um, and yeah, I guess we're here to talk about imposter syndrome.
0: That's together. right. We're here to talk about the impo- imposter syndrome. And I have to say Min Young's um, Twitter is like on fire. She is awesome on Twitter, so check her out. Her uh, Twitter handle will be in the description of this podcast episode. I literally this, just uh, followed you. If you're
2: bad. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I've seen you around like our, our like you know Asian Twitter sphere before, but I think I just followed you just now. So plus one. Well, welcome.
0: <laughs> Better late than never, right?
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: And so, um, I, you know, I think just to kick it off um, very quickly. I'm going to just, I'll just read that sort of the definition of imposter syndrome, just so that if anyone doesn't quite know what it means, um, you know, we can set the table there. So, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts his or her accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud or, you know, that feeling of being an imposter in your environment. And I think... For, you know, Asian Americans, um, that seems to be, it, it, it seems to be more prevalent, um, than maybe other groups. Uh, so, and I, I'm, and I've definitely felt it in my career. Um, and ever, I think everyone on this pod has as well. Um, so anyway, does anyone have any comments? Yeah. Well, so, so Mark, why do you, why would you
2: say that, uh, it's, especially prevalent or definitely prevalent amongst Asian Americans? Like, are there stats out there about this? Are you just hearing it from people in your circles? What What I, is I, it?
0: Yeah, I think it's like sort of anecdotal. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm aware that there are, you know, there's a lot of studies on this. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not as well versed in them. But just, yeah, anecdotally in my life um, and, and for myself, I felt it. And I think I've just noticed it more uh, amongst Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just meeting them and and getting to know them. Did you have did, did you have some research you wanted to to throw at us? <laughs>
2: uh, I was just doing some light googling on this topic uh, beforehand. Um, it, it's pretty interesting. If you just search like imposter syndrome tech, um, you get a lot of interesting results. And like tech, the space that I work in is a, a pretty well known area for this for this phenomenon. Um, for a bunch of reasons, we can probably get into. Um, but, uh, just some fun stats here. Like, uh, I think there's some stats to show like close to, you know, half of people who work in tech, um, have experienced this, this syndrome before. Um, there's a survey here that, that shows like a bunch of huge tech companies, right. And it says here, like 73% of Expedia companies, uh, like Expedia.com, the travel company, um, sorry, 73% of their employees have, have, like stated that they've experienced imposter syndrome. Um, and then lower on this thing is like Apple at like 45% or so. Um, and then in between wow. like tons of other companies you've heard of Facebook, Google, Oracle, Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera. So in tech, is a big deal. We definitely, you definitely, if you hang out with techies, you you this comes up in conversation for sure.
3: Is that broken down by demographic at all?
2: This uh, particular survey is not. That's why I asked uh, Mark about like why, where that, that snippet about Asians came up because I I would be super curious about that and like across genders as well right um a lot of different different spaces you can slice and dice this by but this is just for, through companies. Mm.
3: Yeah, cuz when I looked it up or like when when I first heard about it it was actually my um PhD advisor who was like I think you have this thing called imposter syndrome and it <laughs> like affects women and people of color more in academia, like, and this was, yeah, yeah. It was just like he was like, "Yep, this is this is what it is," and like it's, he, like he he was just like, "Oh, there's like tons of evidence." I never really looked it up. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and like it literally says, like it it, it specifically says it disproportionately affects women of color, especially in STEM fields in academia, and that's like all it says about it.
0: Interesting. But there's a citation, right? Do like you it's think not- that's...
3: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I didn't po- really... Could
0: who- that possibly be a knock-on effect of, like, affirmative action? Because I know that, like, people of color, and I didn't know it was, like, more women of color, but um, feel that sort of imposter syndrome because of in- affirmative action. Because I think a lot of the attitude of people would be like, oh, you only got there because of, you know, your race. Yeah. Right? Yeah which contributes to that feeling of like oh well i wasn't really good enough i needed to like up.
3: Yeah, that might be true, but if you're saying asian americans feel it more like we not we don't get the we don't get anywhere because of affirmative action, you know?
0: Oh, that's true yeah. for sure, yeah. I think what's your um Minyoung, what's your uh, experience with this been?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting cuz you mentioned stem um so, in a previous life, I was a, like an actual engineer in my day job. Um, hmm. And when I was an engineer, I didn't really suffer imposter syndrome, per se. Um,
0: oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I may, I may have, but not to the degree I do now. Um, and I'm, I was wondering why that was uh, while kind of um, preparing for this podcast. I'm kind of wondering if it had something to do with um, how visibly measurable my output was. So um, in my previous career, I I was actually doing stuff like construction, um, you know, building very large, tangible stuff. So Mm -hmm. Mm. I I could see the fruits of my labor, so to speak. Um, Whereas in a lot of tech companies, um, the list you provided Philip was interesting because it seems like Apple employees um, suffer from less imposter syndrome compared to like Expedi- Expedia, um, and I'm wondering if it's because Apple creates, you know, hardware that's very tangible,
0: right? Um, whereas right. like,
1: Expedia, it's, you know, what really is your product? It's it's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I think that
3: that's an interesting concept. Yeah, that I I re- that really resonates with me, because like I. I mean, I've always felt like, oh, maybe I don't belong, you know, stuff like that. But it was really, really bad when I was in grad school. And I feel like it was because, you know, you're doing uh, one project for like five years and you have no idea when it's going to be over Mm -hmm. or like what the outcome is. And you're just like doing it, right? But like now that I have like more defined projects in, you know, like what I do and also in comedy, um, which is just like, it's just based on audience laughter. You know, it's like, you get right. that immediate, um, uh, feedback. Yeah, yeah. feedback. And I, I don't feel that at all. I'm just like, oh, if it didn't work, whatever, you know, just like do another joke or like write something else. Um, yeah, it's like so, it's so, I, so I weird. Don't, I
2: don't really get that because I, I feel like, especially with some like comedy where you're putting yourself out there and, you know, th- there can be laughter, but there can also be the complete absence of laughter, right? Which means that you, you know, mm. if you bombed a joke or bombed a set or something, I feel like in some sense that's actually scarier, right? And like what, what you were saying, Min Young, about um, – you know, if you work for a company with very tangible products like Apple, they make hardware software where right? you can see and feel what they do. I, I Just from my experience working in tech, I feel like that's actually, put, it puts you at risk at that second factor, you know, in the definition of imposter syndrome, which is getting found out, getting caught. And in my mind, it's like...